In today's show, the Bitcoin price targets a stretch to $19,000 as Bitcoin price jumps 4% from the daily lows. I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis. Also in today's show, Coinbase takes shots at Tether. That's right, shots fired, encouraging users to switch over to USDC. Coinbase's request comes just a couple of months after Binance sees support for USDC. Also in today's show, the FTX drama continues as Bankman Freed and Suzu trade blows over an alleged media control. That's right, Suzu, one of the co-founders of the collapsed crypto hedge fund, Three Arrows Capital, is firing shots at SBF over alleged media influence, control, and deflection of the hard questions. Also also in today's show, most of crypto should be regulated as securities following the FTX crash, said ICE's CEO. That's right. Jeffrey Sprecher believes that regulators should impose stricter rules on the crypto industry while the majority of coins should be viewed as securities. We'll be discussing this. Also in today's show, on-chain analyst Willie Wu says one catalyst will draw high net worth investors into crypto. That's right. The leading on-chain analyst expresses confidence that the collapse of the FTX exchange Exchange won't dissuade traditional financial investors from putting their money into Bitcoin and other digital assets. Also in today's show, billionaire venture capitalist Tim Draper says Bitcoin will make El Salvador one of the richest nations on earth. Let's go. Quoting him here from a recent interview, there are only one or two countries in the world who have started to do that, and they are going to go from the poorest to probably some of the wealthiest countries in the world over the next 40 years because they have done it. El Salvador and the Central African Republic and then Malta, of course, is going to benefit big. Switzerland is benefiting big because they are making Bitcoin a part of their economy. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, everyone. Today is December 9th, 2022, and this is pod number 1128, and I am your host, JV. Naturally, there's lots to discuss and cover, so let's dive right in, taking a look at Coin360. As you can see, we're seeing a little bit of pumpage in the entire crypto market with Bitcoin up one and a quarter percent, trading just above $17,100, while Ethereum is up about 2%, trading just under $1,300, Binance Coin up a half a percent, and as you can see, Polkadot, Solana, Avalanche, Doge, and Litecoin all pumping in in the green, while XRP and Atom are correcting and in the red. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com, you can see the latest market cap sitting at $856 billion, with $40 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, and the Bitcoin dominance at 38.5%, with the Ether dominance at 18.2%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, we got Chain XCN leading the pack, up 6%. Trading at just under four cents, followed by the graph up six percent, trading at six point six cents, followed by EOS up six percent, trading at a dollar five. And below that, we have Dash, Compound, and Clayton. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week. Surprising and ironic, we have FTT, the native token of FTX, up a whopping 23% for the week, 
Why is it even still trading above a dollar is beyond me. Now, SNX is up about 12% and AXS up 15.1%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, you can see we're currently rated at 25, back in extreme fear. Yesterday at 29, last week at 27, and last month a 31 in fear. So there you have it. Welcome everyone tuning in to today's live show. Let's next dive into our Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts on what's popping for the King Crypto. Bitcoin stayed higher after a $17,000 liquidity grab December 9th as traders targeted further upside, which you could see here in the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Now, data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and TradingView showed Bitcoin cooling volatility once more after hitting 17300 on Bitstamp. Now, the Bitcoin slash USD pair begun by taking liquidity at the December 8th Wall Street Open, this snowballing to see the challenging the one-month highs from December 5th. And for those already betting on upward continuation, the move came as a little surprise, with the coast still clear to add the gains. Quoting crypto analyst, credible crypto here on crypto Twitter, nice. Lows cleaned up, and as if on cue, Binance apes showing up to support the mid-16,000s. Maybe one more push into 16.4 to 16.5, and then expecting a reversal back up and continuation to 18 to $19,000 targets. Check the pinned tweet for a video update that covers all of this in more depth. So there you have it. In a previous tweet from December 7th, explain the rationale with invalidation set at the 16,000 support, quitting him here. Lows cleaned up as if on cue. Well, that's actually what I just read for you. And for fellow trader Cheds, meanwhile, odd potential continuation of volatility with Bitcoin tagging the upper Bollinger Band on the four-hour timeframes. That's right. As of this recording, the four-hour candles remain near the upper band with bolts still expanding in a classic prelude to increased volatility, which you can see in this chart. And quoting Mikalba Napop, expecting continuation for Bitcoin as long as we stay above 17,000. Lo and behold, we're just above 17,000 at the time of this recording. Now let's discuss liquidations fueling the Bitcoin price run up. That's right. Further analysis of overnight Bitcoin price action highlighted increased liquidations of short positions in a sign of the extent of which market participants assume further downside would enter. Short liquidations on Bitcoin totaled $7 million in a single hour, December 8th, according to data from Coinglass. And altcoin short liquidations added another $11 million to the tally, quoting the on-chain college. Liquidations have been relatively small since early November crash, but short liquidations helped fuel that recent move. So there you have it. Let me know if you are long-term or short-term bullish or bearish on the King Crypto. Hollage boy in the comments. And where do you feel Bitcoin is likely to close for this year? Uh, we're already in December. We got another three weeks before we head into 2023. Where do you feel the Bitcoin price action is likely to be at when we close this month of November and this year of 2022? Let me know your prediction in the comments right down below. And now let's discuss our next story of the day. Interestingly enough, uh, Coinbase has been taking shots back and forth against Binance. Obviously, some of the top exchanges in the world. And this is in regards to USDT versus USDC, which has been extremely controversial to say the least. So let's discuss this, uh, shall we? Here we go. Coinbase versus USDC. United States-based crypto exchange Coinbase has asked its customers to convert their Tether-issued USDT stablecoin to USD coin, a USD-peg stablecoin issued by Circle and co-founder by Coinbase in 2018. The crypto exchange suggested USDC is a much more secure alternative in the wake of the FTX collapse and also exempted any fee on the conversion of USDT to USDC on its platform. Here's what they share. 
shared, we believe that the USD coin, USDC, is a trusted and reputable stable coin, so we're making it more frictionless to switch. Starting today, we are waiving fees for global retail customers to convert USDT to USDC. Now, which stable coin do you prefer if you were to use one? Is it USDT or USDC? Let me know in the comments below. Stablecoin started out as an onboarding tool for the crypto exchanges in the early days of crypto, but today they have become a key market player and liquidity source. However, there has always been some form of scrutiny around their reserves backing these stablecoins as a stablecoin by definition must be backed by one USD or its equivalent. The reverse debate intensified in the aftermath of the FTS collapse as many firms with exposure to the tainted exchange and its sister company, Alameda Research, went bankrupt. There was another allegation about Binance CEO CZ trading barbs with former FTX CEO SPF and accusing him of trying to depeg USDT, as pointed out here by David Bellany. Post-strike FTX scoop, just before the bankruptcy, CZ accused SPF of trying to drive down the price of Tether. They traded barbs in a group chat with other crypto execs. The more damage you do now, the more jail time, said CZ. Now, Tether published its latest quarterly attestation on November 10th, just a day before the exchange filed for bankruptcy. The report noted 82% of the Tether reserves are held in cash, cash equivalents, and other short-term deposits as of September 30th, 2022. And Coinbase also stressed that USDC is 100% backed by cash and short-dated U.S. treasuries held in U.S. regulated financial institutions and is always redeemable one-for-one for U.S. dollars. And apart from the debate over reserve audits, there is a growing stable coin war amongst crypto exchanges as well. Coinbase's request to convert USDT to USDC comes a couple of months after Binance, another global player, the number one crypto exchange in the world, cut support for USDC, leading to a drop of $3 billion in its market cap of the Coinbase co-founded stablecoin. Now, Tether issued USDT is the largest stablecoin by market share with a market cap of $65 billion. USDC currently sits at $42 billion market cap, but has rapidly eaten into the USDC. USDT market share. Now, Binance's stablecoin BUSD currently has a market cap of $22 billion. Tether didn't respond for comments at press time, but there you have it. How many of you actually trust Tether slash USDT? I know there is a lot of drama saying that they don't really have the reserves. It's a mystery. There is an ongoing investigations. All I know is this. I would not be holding as a crypto enthusiast, I would not be holding all my crypto in a stable coin. You saw what happened to uh, the Terra Luna stable coin. US, what was it? USD. I forget the, the name on that one. But that one went under. That one was backed by actual Bitcoin. And a lot of people believed in it at the time. If we could rewind a year ago, like people were bullish as all hell on that coin. And it crashed and virtually went to zero. That's why I think holding your crypto in Bitcoin is the safest bet, the safest and fastest horse in the race. But hey, that's just me. Let me know. What do you prefer, USDT or USDC? Holla at your boy in the comments and later we'll do some live Q&A and discuss it. Now let's dive into our next story of the day as the FTX saga continues. And you can't make this stuff up, folks. Shuzu, one of the co-founders of Collapsed Crypto Hedge Fund Three Arrows Capital, fires shots at scam bank Manfred over alleged media influence, control, and deflection 
of the hard questions. SBF admitted he made a lot of mistakes this year, but categorically denied any of the above. Now, Suzu took it to Twitter earlier today, expressed some of his thoughts on why he chose to become more active on social media following the FTX meltdown and not before. He said they were hunted since his interview for Bloomberg back in July. He went on to imply that SBF has some sort of control over the media, saying the following, there were a couple of long-form articles in August that got squashed at major publications. BC editors feared losses of access to SBF. Not only were such things not reported, many publications were still busy debating if he was the JP Morgan or Vanderbilt of crypto, or better yet, I heard someone call him the Michael Jordan of crypto. Yay, yay, yay. Sue argued at the time, my own advisors didn't want me to say the truth because it would be bad optics and seen as deflected. And replying to this a few hours later was the one and only SBF himself who denied implications but admitted to making a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes this year, but this wasn't one of them. There is no evidence because it didn't happen. Please, please focus on your own house. And this is coming directly from SBF. As you can see, he tweeted December 9th at 4.13 a.m. Hey, what are you doing up at 4.13 a.m.? Pegman Freed. Crazy, uh, to say the least, but there you have it. The saga will continue to unfold, and I'll be keeping you posted with the latest as it unfolds, which leads us to our next story of the day. Let's discuss some securities, shall we? As we know, currently, Bitcoin is the only crypto in crypto to be deemed a commodity by the CFTC and the SEC. It seems it has the green light, but we cannot say the same right now for any other major crypto, including Ethereum. So here's some interesting thoughts. And this is coming from ICE's uh, CEO, Jeffrey Spratcher, CEO of Intercontinental Exchange, ICE. He said watchdogs should regulate most cryptos as securities. Gary Gensler, chairman of the SEC, also classified the majority of digital assets as securities, meaning they should fall under his agency's jurisdiction. That's right. Sprecher thinks that the FTX collapse has shown that most cryptos should be classified as securities or, in other words, fall in the same category as stocks, bonds, shares, and ETFs. And according to The American, this could bring more transparency into the crypto industry and separate the platform from the brokers. Quoting him here, what does that mean? It means more transparency. It means segregated client funds, the role of the broker as a broker broker-dealer will be overseeing, and the exchanges will be separated from the brokers. The settlement and the clearing will be separated from the exchanges. Now, numerous people have criticized the crypto sector for its volatility and lack of rules. Spratcher says that existing laws in this space, but they're not stringent enough. And U.S. SEC Chairman Gensler had previously argued that all cryptos except Bitcoin should be labeled securities. Thus, the commission could take full responsibility for regulating the asset class. Another coin that Gensler viewed as a commodity was Ether. However, Ethereum's transition from proof-of-work consensus from a proof-of-work of stake prompted his change of heart. Go figure. And until last week, the chairman of the CFTC, Rostin, viewed Bitcoin and Ether as commodities, meaning they should be subject to the same regula- regulations as oil, natural gas, and precious metals. He changed his mind at the beginning of December, just like that, saying only the primary crypto should classify as a commodity. That's right. Bitcoin is the only one currently with the green light. So do note that the recent FTX crisis caused a wave of criticism towards U.S. regulators. 
specifically the CFTC, for not having imposed stricter rules in the crypto sector. The committee that oversees the CFTC recently questioned him about the purpose of the many meetings between the watchdog and some of FTX's staff, including its former CEO, SBF. The regulator was close to greenlighting the exchange's application to directly clear customer trades, but withdrew its intention after its filing for bankruptcy protection. As he shares here, there are elements of the application that I think have merit, but ultimately we didn't come up with a decision. We were actually not even close because there were more questions, he said. So there you have it. All I know is this, if Taylor Swift refused to accept FTX as an ambassador sponsor, why couldn't the SEC, Gary Gensler, the CFTC, Jerome Powell of the Fed, and all these regulators spot the corruption and shenanigans occurring within FTX, probably because they were helping to protect the criminals behind it, and more than likely, SBF could have just been a puppet. You feel me? Just sharing the obvious. That's just my two Satoshis. But what are your thoughts surrounding who gets the green light in crypto? Which cryptocurrencies do you think will be deemed as commodities alongside Bitcoin? Let me know. And I'm going to read those out loud a little later during the live Q&A, which takes us to our next segment of the show. Let's discuss Willie Wu, one of my favorite on-chain analysts, and what's popping right now in crypto. Leading on-chain analyst Willie Wu expresses his confidence that the collapse of the FTX exchange won't dissuade traditional financial investors from putting their money in Bitcoin and other digital assets. He tells his 1 million Twitter followers that high net worth investors who don't face regulatory restrictions have spotted an entry opportunity, despite the popular opinion being that the collapse of FTX FTX would set the crypto industry back many years, as Willie Wu shares here, after the FTX blowup. Many think it set the industry back many years, but this is contrary to the conversations I have had. Traditional finance capital allocators are seeing an opportunity to come in now. They see Bitcoin and crypto is here to stay, and it's now been de-risked. Traditional finance in this instance means high net worth investors free from regulatory restrictions on the mainstream retail. This is where we are right now for the bulk of traditional financial capital. By the way, obviously a decent chunk of retail is already here. Bitcoin flipped the status quo. Now on the price of Bitcoin, Willie Wu says the reason that the flagship crypto asset withstood the headwinds amid an adverse macroeconomic environment is that the long-term hodlers continue to accumulate. So shout out to all my long-term hodlers as he points out here. If you are wondering why Bitcoin is holding up against so much deleveraging, it is the long-term hodlers, the risk athletes who ain't giving up their BTC. They are absorbing the sales, buying spot and adding to their stack. That's right. Keep stacking them sats. Now, Wu uses the term Rick Astley's for referring to long-term hodlers who won't let go of their Bitcoin, a tongue-in-cheek reference to the pop stars. One hit wonder, never going to give you up. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding Willie Wu's on-chain analysis? Let me know in the comments right down below, which leads us to our final story of the day, the moment we have all been waiting for. Tim Draper, the billionaire venture capitalist, recently was interviewed by Anthony Pompliano and shared some very interesting facts, including El Salvador, to turn from being one of the poorest nations in the world to becoming one of the wealthiest thanks to moving to a Bitcoin standard. Draper also is very optimistic for the price action of Bitcoin, still sticking by his $250,000 quarter million dollar Bitcoin price prediction within the next six months. So let's break this down, shall we? Here we go. In a new interview with popular crypto bull Anthony Pompliano, the billionaire Tim Draper predicts that the decision by El Salvador President Nayib Bukele to invest into the King Crypto 
and make it a legal tender in the country will pay off over time. Quitting him here, there are only one or two countries in the world who have started to do that, and they are going to go from the poorest to probably some of the wealthiest countries in the world over the next 40 years because they have done it. El Salvador and the Central African Republic, and then Malta, of course, is going to benefit big. Switzerland is benefiting big because they are making Bitcoin a part of their economy. Now, Tim Draper, an early investor into Bitcoin, believes there will come a time where digital currencies are adopted on a massive scale and people will begin to use them to pay for life's basic necessities, essentially replacing fiat currencies. And he goes on to mention two areas that can give Bitcoin adoption and near-term boost. According to Draper, women are a largely untapped demographic for Bitcoin, but the rate at which they are accepting the king crypto is slowly rising. He also adds that more retailers will likely start using blockchain protocols for payments and transfers instead of traditional financial methods. Quitting him here, this is kind of an interesting statistic. Women control 80% of retail spending, and until recently, about 1 in 16 Bitcoin wallets was owned by a woman. Now it's more like one in eight. And at retail, when the retailer can easily accept Bitcoin, which they kind of now with open node, they're going to realize that they can bring another 2% right to their bottom line. And they are going to encourage their customers to buy with the King Crypto. And the moment I can buy my food, my clothing, and my shelter all in Bitcoin, why do I need a political currency? Why would I want a fiat currency? Great questions. I would just hold on to Bitcoin. I would sell all of my fiat currency. And I think there will be a moment where there's kind of a run on fiat currency where it's like, we got to get out of this. I agree 100%, only a matter of time. And Draper recently predicted that Bitcoin will hit his price target of $250,000 per coin in six months, although many do not share that opinion. And to watch this video interview Draper did with Anthony Pompliano entitled Tim Draper on Elon, Tesla, and Bitcoin and the future crypto, check the show notes below the video in the description. And what are your thoughts surrounding his bullish price prediction of a quarter million dollar Bitcoin price tag potentially within the next six months in 2023 let me know yay or nay in the comments right down below and don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live q a and i look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode